Welcome to our fourth episode of Capital Desk. I'm your host, Alexa Tavares. And I'm your co-host, Jeffrey Bradshaw. And uh, before we start, we wanted to thank our listeners um, for the past three episodes that we've done. Um, they've actually been pretty successful, yes. which I'm really excited about. I'm sure Jeffrey is too. Oh, yeah. Worked really hard on them. Um, and we're really excited to announce that we have a guest star with us today, um, Victor. Hi, my name is Victor Boylan. I'm the vice president of College Democrats. I am a freshman here at Texas State, and I'm majoring in political science. Okay, and so uh, we reached out to Victor as well as a Republican. Um, her name is Naomi Narvai. She's the president of the San Marcos Republican Group. And she was not able to come because we wanted to have sort of this discussion about campus carry, not necessarily a debate, but more discussion. So our co-host, Jeffrey, is going to assume the role of a temporary Republican and just to be... the best of my ability. Yeah. <laughs> be uh, critical of uh, a, a more liberal stance on campus carry. So we're just kind of... I'm kind of ask questions. Um, and it's just hopefully we can have a, a good discu- discussion on campus carry. Um, yeah. And yeah, no formal rules, no nothing. So... Um, Victor, could you maybe very briefly describe what your opinion is on um, Senate Bill 11 that will allow for concealed license holders to carry their handguns on campus? Well, we are definitely against it. We believe, we strongly believe that uh, campus is not the place for you to be carrying your weapons. Mm -hmm. Weapons are strictly a lethal form of self-defense, and we have a very capable police force on campus to Mm -hmm. defend us and protect us and all that. So we don't believe that guns are to be a lot on campus. Okay. Jeffrey, our temporary Republican. <laughs> and then the Republican stance, don't hold me to this, is we believe, as Republicans, um, that campus carry would extend our Second Amendment rights, and that it is people who have concealed handgun licenses are perfectly capable to carry them without shooting anybody unwillfully. <laughs> okay. And, um, Victor, I'm not sure if you're quite aware of the requirements to hold a concealed uh, gun license, but you have to be 21. Um, you have to go through some, like, training. Was it, like, four hours? Four to six hours. Four to six class. hours training. Yes, it's, it's a six-hour course. Yeah. Okay. And then you have to go to, like, a written test and, like, a shooting test um, just so the audience can be aware. Um, so do you think the requirements for the, for the license, should they be expanded or should they be stricter? Or do you have maybe a position on that? Uh, what we believe is like the training should definitely be longer if you're going to be allowed to be carrying a weapon mm-hmm. that will pose a threat to other people six hours is not enough time for you to train and know how to do it most of what you're taught in this course is not how to react in a scenario where you have to pull out your weapon what they teach you more it's kind of like the guidelines of when it's okay when it's illegal what's legal and whatnot mm-hmm. that is definitely not enough to train you properly on it mm-hmm. they also don't make like assessments of your mental capabilities your emotional uh, stance and all that and these are all factors that will come in whenever you have to use a gun so jeffrey how do you feel um about expanding these requirements well i think certain aspects of it should be um, expanded for example the conflict resolution part of the class should Mm -hmm. be definitely expanded um However, I feel like if you want to get a gun license and the only time you are ever going to practice with it is in the class, you shouldn't get it at all. So I think the class portion is sufficient enough. Just practice on your own. But I do think that conflict resolution and when and 
where to use your gun, and then, of course, the mental capability aspect should be added. A point that I want to make that would work more in your favor is that a lot of these people that get concealed handgun licenses are, they grow up kind of with their father and their grandfather owning guns, so it's not like this is new to them. Would you would you agree with that, Jeffrey? Um, yes, however, a lot of people, it is new to them, mm-hmm. so I feel like the requirements are fine, but the practice time should definitely be more on your own, of course, at like a shooting range. Okay. And um, more specifically, do you think, Victor, that it should be expanded to younger populations so people under 21 could get a concealed handgun license? Um, absolutely not. I feel that the the age of 21 is already maybe even young enough because our research studies have shown our brain doesn't finish developing to we're about 25 years mm-hmm. old. So it's like kind of like lowering and allowing like younger people to be able to carry guns. It's just going to add to all these like issues and situations that arise where like people get hurt because of guns. So definitely not. 21 is already young enough and mm-hmm. I don't believe we should go any younger okay and jeffrey well um for the republican stance i could argue that being 18 means you're an adult within the country Mm -hmm. so you should have all the rights that adults have but Mm -hmm. i also personally agree that 21 is a fine age if not it's too young yeah um okay and so do you think therefore that uh victor that current licensed handgun holders have demonstrated that they could obey the law with the certain requirements I mean, do you think that it's okay as of now, the law as it stands? Or do you feel like maybe we should retract a little bit? Well, I feel that as of right now, some of the individuals that have concealed handgun license have been responsible. But we also need to look at the situation that there has been other people that have abused this power, that have gotten in situations where they misuse these mm-hmm. weapons and result in individuals getting hurt. And in all, like, uh, fairness aren't wouldn't you say that there's a difference between gun activists and you know active shooters like they aren't necessarily it's very like liberals aren't necessarily fighting against gun rights but they're more fighting against trying to prevent these active shooters and so therefore it's more the argument of more like mental tests and stuff like that rather than trying to expand upon gun rights Mm -hmm. would you Agree but yeah, but if you, if you look at the platform of the Republican Party, they're completely against any sort of gun control. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just pushing for this is our Second Amendment right, and it should be left at that. When what we're trying to do, it's we're trying to expand on adding laws and amendments and stuff like that that will kind of like, in a way, prevent certain people or certain individuals from being able to get a gun to easily get a, a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, all you need to do is get this course, pass it, and then you can go and you can buy any single weapon that you can. There is no limit as to what you can have an AK-47, you can have a concealed handgun. So it's like, that's kind of like where we stand. Okay. And so, Jeffrey, do you think that people that currently own concealed handgun license, do you feel like they have demonstrated that they're capable of carrying a gun without shooting up the place. Um, I think they are. They're the most responsible gun owners in Texas. I mean, they could very easily just get a gun and carry it without getting the license. Mm -hmm. That would be highly illegal, and no one should ever do that. But I feel like the fact that they went through the process of getting the license means that they're responsible, they know what a gun can do, and won't use it in a bad way. Okay. And, uh, Victor, we've uh, we've established that uh, the concealed handgun license is for people over 21 and so should campus carry pass it wouldn't be like every one freshman through senior year would be carrying a gun it would maybe be juniors and seniors 
So, considering that, do you trust college students with carrying a gun? Should campus carry pass? I do not trust students with mm-hmm. a gun. I mean, I feel like kind of like making that generalization that, oh, it won't be freshmen and sophomores, but it'd be juniors and seniors. In a way, you're kind of like perpetuating the idea that because they're two years older, that they're more mature and more responsible, when in reality, we can't assess that. We can't kind of like guess or Mm -hmm. assume that just because they're older, in a way, they're going to be more responsible with these guns. They're still going to be around individuals who feel unsafe. So the last thing we would want is to make them have to get guns just because they feel unsafe, that someone else has them and they have the potential to kill them in a way if the situation were to arise. Would you uh, say that campus carry is more of like a a creative sort of conservative idea to beef up security without paying, like actually having to charge taxpayers? So therefore, like for say, if you brought like campus carry were to pass, if, you know, concealed licensed gun holders can carry their guns versus taxpayers paying more money for security and maybe more law enforcement on campus. I mean, even though we haven't necessarily had a large problem on this campus, but just in case. So would you maybe see it more in that light or in that retrospect? Or maybe would you have a comment on that? I mean, I could definitely see how that could be a situation. Mm -hmm. And then that's one of the reasons, like, we are so against it. It's like, what you're giving certain people the right to be able to defend themselves in a way, but you're still leaving certain individuals within that bracket Mm -hmm. without that ability to protect themselves. And then they're the ones that are paying for our security on campus and stuff like that, but yet they don't have that privilege that the Republican Party is trying to give to these individuals whenever they get their concealed handgun license and they can, like, in a way, protect themselves on campus. Okay. And, um... Jeffrey, what problems can occur should camp- campus carry pass? Um, I feel like the only problems that can occur is if there were to be an active shooter and people decided to defend themselves against that. I feel like that might not go as planned. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I don't think someone would just shoot somebody because they're having a bad day. Or I would like to think that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, I just think that the only problem could be you don't have the best aim, you're not a police officer, you have no training in certain situations, mm-hmm. and then you try to shoot an active shooter and you accidentally hit Susie, who's next to him. Okay, and Victor, do you have, what I mean, what problems do you think could occur? For I mean, there's definitely a wide range of problems. I hate the fact that certain people just like to perpetuate the idea of the active shooter coming into a teaching theater and start shooting at everybody, but in reality, you have to understand, there's fights on campuses, there's disagreements, I've been at the free speech zone when somebody's speaking and then the crowd doesn't really like the speak what the speaker has to say mm-hmm. and they get into heated arguments. What's going to stop someone from just pulling out a gun and shooting? We don't know that. We don't know their mental state. Mm-hmm. There's definitely many factors that would contribute to this thing. One of the one of my problems with the whole like uh, shooter coming into the teaching theater idea, it's like if a shooter were to come and a student pulls out a gun and starts shooting, and then the police comes in 15 seconds later. How are they supposed to know who's the shooter? They're just going to walk into an auditorium. They're going to see four or five students with a gun looking around. What are they going to do? They're going initially going to shoot that person because they're not going to approach them and ask them, hey, are you a shooter? <laughs> no, they're going to shoot to kill on the scene because it's going to be such a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how is that going to help? And even as a student, how are you going to know who is the shooter and mm-hmm. who isn't? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know that if there's one or is there two? 
that's why it's like it's going to be a mess it's going to be a bloodbath and a lot of innocent people are going to get hurt jeffrey do you have a comment in rebuttal um not necessarily i just think that there's probably not too many people who have concealed handgun licenses so my only really rebuttal to that statement would be the chances of there being a gun in a teaching theater although that would be pretty high the chances of being more than one in that I'm pretty sure a cop would be able to distinguish who's the active shooter and who isn't, mm -hmm. but I feel like that's the only thing I can say about that. Okay, and on the contrast, Victor, are there any problems that Campus Carry could solve, do you think? Like any maybe situations that you can think of hypothetically that may arise that Campus Carry would actually benefit the student population? Well, the, the one that I can think about, it's like, and that I have been told by many female students is that they would feel safer if like, say they have a class that ends at nine o'clock at night and they have to walk to their car, that they would in a way feel safer carrying a gun. Mm -hmm. Or in those type of situations where you're like alone and you're at night and it's like, you have to defend yourself. For anything else, I don't really see how having a gun is going to be beneficial Jeffrey do you find any um besides the self-defense I can't think of any positive aspects yeah. from campus carry besides having the gun rights activists quiet down a little bit and um do you Victor do you think the the benefits outweigh the cost in campus carry uh, from I guess like if you were to consider the benefits that a Republican would see in campus carry and that retrospect would you do you think that the benefits outweigh the cost uh definitely not are we talking about like the cost that would like the um, kind of like the negative effects that it would have or mm -hmm. like the actual financial cost that it's gonna no no like the negative effects. Oh, okay yeah. Defin <laughs> definitely not i don't see how okay. just a little bit of self-defense is going to be more beneficial mm -hmm. or stuff like that do you at the same time would you maybe propose like a self-defense class i know we do the police department does i believe hold a self-defense class or at least at one point it did so if campus carry isn't the the solution to active shooters what do you think might be active shooter situations Definitely uh, training students, self-defense and stuff like that. I mean, kind of with the idea of the active shooter, we have to look back and think how many shooters have we had come on campus and shoot up a, a theater mm -hmm. in Texas, in the United States. It hasn't been that many. It's actually a very rare situation. So I feel in those type of scenarios, it's more about like teaching our police force on campus how to respond to those situations quick and effectively because as a student, there isn't much you can do if somebody comes in and starts shooting up a theater. Mm -hmm. And Jeffrey, if Campus Carry does not pass, do you think there might be another solution that Republicans could agree on? Um, not necessarily. However, I would have to put that I would like more maybe mental checks to buying a gun legally, mm -hmm. somehow make it harder to get a gun illegally and legally. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty much the only thing you can do against an active shooter because no matter what the law is, you can break it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't necessarily matter what a piece of paper says. Mm -hmm. It's what you want to do, and we just need to prevent people from doing what they want to do. I would completely agree with you on that. I um, In my political science class last year, we were talking about how the more like laws you have, the, the more incentive there is to break them. So it's kind of like a... I don't know. It's like it's kind of hard to balance sort of like you want strict regulations, but at the same time, stricter regulations gives more incentive for people to break them and like more like black market activities. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a really like fine line with gun rights that you have to like tread on in terms of regulation. And so we're going to talk a little bit about Amendment 9, um, which we talked about in our second podcast, um, which we went over 
Um, and Amendment 9, just to rebrief the audience, um, was written by Senator Kirk Watson, who is a Democrat from Austin. And this amendment gives private universities the option to opt out of Campus Terry. So, Victor, do you think this is fair? It's absolutely not because it kind of goes back to like a classist system. What about students who do not feel safe on campus Mm -hmm. with guns? Well, they can't easily just make that transition of like, I'm going to move up to a private institution Mm -hmm. where they don't allow guns. It's just kind of like giving individuals who have the money Mm -hmm. the option to be able to go to a university that won't be having guns on campus. Jeffrey, would you argue that this is kind of the very nature of public and private universities, that if you pay more for a private university, you're going to get more? Um, Yeah, basically, that's the way it goes. Um, However, I would like to say that from the Republican stance, the opt-out is not necessarily fair because universities are universities no Mm -hmm. matter how much you pay for them, and Mm -hmm. the same situations pretty much go down on the pretty much active shooters would not differentiate between yeah. private and public yeah. universities. Yeah. But I do think that this is very much a very legal solution to this problem, I guess, by having only public universities, which the state has complete authority over. Okay, and Victor, do you feel like... How do you think students feel about campus carry, just from, like, well, what you Well, I mean, know? ever since this... The, the bill was introduced in the Senate. We've been out there in the quad tabling twice a week, and we've had over 900 signatures of students who are completely against uh, campus carry. Mm-hmm. So I feel that there's a, a vast majority of students who do not feel safe. You know, after this incident occurred on campus where there was somebody thought they heard like gunshots, mm-hmm. we had kind of like a spike in students who signed the petition who were coming to us saying like, oh, now I realize how this can be an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're walking to class and suddenly you get an email saying like, please do not go through this area because there's just been a shooting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we've had a, a good response from students that are completely against this bill. Jeffrey, how do you feel that students feel? I feel there's a large number of people who are pro-campus carry but just don't care enough to make their voices heard mm-hmm. because they're not necess- they're for campus carry, but they're probably not necessarily against it. Mm-hmm. If it weren't to pass, they would just be okay with that. So I just feel like there is a small minority of people that are for campus carry. They just don't care enough about it. Okay. And Victor, Jeffrey and I talked about this or several times throughout our previous podcast about how we feel that the issue of gun rights, it really polarizes people. They either really, really care about it or they're really, really opposed to it. And they there really isn't any any in between. Or if there is any in between, they, they certainly don't vocalize as much as like the NRA or mm-hmm. a lobby group like that. So would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I feel like one of the reasons it's that way, because it's people who are not exposed to guns and when guns are not part of their environment they tend to like not care about what happens with that because mm-hmm. they haven't lived through a situation where a gun has like affected their lives most of the people that are pro gun and stuff like that kind of like you said at the beginning they've grown up with these guns and they've been part of their life so that's one of the reasons why they're so vocal and strong about it mm-hmm. okay and um jeffrey what is what do you think is the actuality of this bill passing um, well, seeing as both houses of our government are Republican, mm-hmm. or of our legislature, not government, um, are Republican, I feel like it's a very po- very real possibility mm-hmm. that it could pass. However, I feel like our Speaker of the House, Joe Strauss, he's not as conservative as some people like him to be, and that's personally why I like him a lot. So I feel like he might 
concede on certain things to the Democratic side just to get it passed. However, once if the House passes it, Greg Abbott or Governor Abbott will have no problem signing it. And Victor, how do you feel? Is What do you think are the chances of campus carry going through? Well, I've spoken to different directors of various campaigns throughout the state who have been really, really involved in the situation, and they've told me that it's it's looking good to where the bill might not pass. You know, we spoke with the speaker last week in a convention that we had for, like, all the Democratic organizations on campus, mm-hmm. and he did say that he was kind of, like, in the defense about this bill be, uh, becoming a law because there is different variables, and there has been, like, a good response from the student bodies on different campuses that they're against this bill. So, I mean, we're we're trying to stay positive, mm-hmm. but I have heard from, like, the director of the campaign to keep guns off campus. She came and she spoke to us when this bill first uh, was introduced, and she told me that there's a, there's a possibility that it won't pass. So it's not, like, completely, like, oh, it's going to become a law. And, Jeffrey, this bill has... Um, been introduced in the legislature before so is this time any different than previous times um i feel like the only difference would be probably the number of tea party people that the number of tea party Mm -hmm. representatives has only gone up Mm -hmm. so i feel like they are probably more pro-campus carry than republicans Mm -hmm. are if you were to make that difference difference between the two so i feel like there's a very good possibility that it would pass if all the requirements were met by everyone to vote on it. The the Tea Party wave that you mentioned when we were talking about Donna Campbell, do you feel like this would, it would help propel the campus carry in terms of, like, passing, I guess? Um, I think it would. We're still very much as a state and as a country not necessarily scared of Tea Parties. Look, um, a couple years ago when the House Majority Leader, I forget, Eric Cantor, um, lost his primary to a Tea Party person, so I feel like Tea Party people aren't going away anytime soon. And Victor, how do you feel about the Tea Party and their involvement with Campus Carry? Well, definitely one thing that I noticed, it's like most of these Tea Partiers are 40-year-old individuals who are not on campus, who keep pushing for this bill. You know, when the first, when the bill got its first hearing in the Senate committee, and it, went, it was in the committee, and I went and testified in front of the committee. Most of these Tea Partiers who were defending this bill were not college students. So there's definitely been a good amount of these individuals who are pushing for these bills, but I just, they're not going to be directly affected by it if it passes. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't, I don't understand their, their logical standpoint. So do you feel like the, the legislature isn't necessarily listening to the students because there really isn't a prominent student voice on the issue? Would you would you argue that? Yes, I spoke with one of the staff members for Donna Campbell, and they told us that if we did not show up with at least one thousand signatures, that there was really no point to us going to try to lobby them against this bill. So it's definitely the fact that we don't have that much student involvement, or that they're so desensitized from this issue that they're giving the platform to these individuals who are not college students who are pushing for these legislations to pass. And Jeffrey, do you maybe have? any insight as to why students are desensitized on this issue even though it will directly affect them i think most students pretty much throughout the country are not politically involved so they don't necessarily know how laws can affect them so Mm -hmm. i feel like that's why they might not be desensitized also we're in texas so and the south for that matter so just guns aren't as scary as they might be in other places Mm -hmm. So I feel like those are the reasons that students might not care as much about it. Okay. And um, we've kind of touched upon it before, Victor, but what do you think it'll take to, 
to pass Tampa's Terry. It's definitely just going to come down to, like, basically our house and how these representatives who do have constituents, whether they're going to listen to them or not, and whether they're going to listen to the proper demographic, which is the college students, and not just focus on all these different individuals who are going pro it, but listen to the ones that are going to be directly affected by it. Okay. And Jeffrey, how, what, how do you feel or what do you think it'll take to pass campus carry? Um, I feel like all it'll take to pass campus carry is not a lot of opposition from non-elected officials. <laughs> Basically, college students in that, the more opposition there is, the less likely it'll pass, but the less there is, it'll probably pass. Okay. Um, so that is all we have for this episode of Capitol Desk. Um, we hope that we can bring more guest stars on. We hope, Victor, that you enjoyed your time. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you for having me. Next week, we're going to talk about the upcoming primaries, and we're going to go over just a little, like, bio over, like, who's announced, and maybe if by next week someone announces. We're we starting the presidential season yeah. early. Yeah, <laughs> very, very early. And then we're going to probably take a hiatus during finals week. And um, we're still looking out for when Senate Bill 11 will be um, debated on the House floor and Jeffrey and I will go and cover it. But as of now, it has not been posted on the House calendar, so we are diligently looking for that. But um, that is it for this episode. Our quote of the week, um, Jeffrey? Um, Our quote of the week comes from the newly announced presidential candidate, Waka Flocka, (laughs) who, let me first tell you, he cannot run for president. He's only 28. But in his campaign video, which has over a million views on YouTube, he has this wonderful quote, which is actually a good quote. It's not that funny, but it's actually pretty good advice. He says, schoolwork getting hard, don't touch the blunt, think about it. So that's for all the kids out there there's a lot of good quotes in that video so if you haven't seen it i would i would definitely recommend you go watch it. it's a good 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 video but uh thank you for listening signing off capital desk i'm your host alexa Torres, and i'm your co-host jeffrey bradshaw thank you for listening